Hey, I'm Chris. And this is Brad. And you're listening to Esports Morning. First things first, let's get right into it. Uh, Gabe Newell did a AMA on r slash the Gaben, which I didn't even know was a thing until yesterday when it was announced. Oh, they have like um, a strict code over there. You do not disrespect the Gaben. You get banned <laughs> immediately for blasphemy. Okay. It's like zero warnings, one, one offense, and you're banned uh, instantly. So total Mame Town, right? Uh, pretty and, much, um, like twelve thousand upvotes on no twenty one point six k was yeah. the score on this thread. Which uh, it, I mean, is that possibly the highest scoring thread <clears throat> ever on Reddit? No, I don't think so. No? Um, I, I'm not sure. Um, definitely some uh, some Overwatch posts lately have actually probably around that. Uh, you know, there's some random gifts or whatever that make at the top of the Overwatch subreddit that you know hover around the 15k, <laughs> 20k range. I kind of it's actually wanna, stupid. There's some interesting right now. There's some interesting responses in here that he gives, but they're more generalized. Um, although they talked about uh, oh going from source two, going like oh hey source two is our primary thing and we love we love all of the AI stuff and. He wants to have a brain interface as his next personal project, is yeah. what he disclosed, which is interesting. Right on. Yeah, uh, I the, not even close to the top thing on Reddit. The top thing on Reddit was obviously Barack Obama's AMA. Oh well, I mean, um, yeah. four years ago with two hundred sixteen k. But interestingly enough, there were there were twenty three thousand comments on that AMA thread. And there were twelve thousand on this one. Yeah, within so. within the first minute, the the thread went live about five minutes after six, which was when it was supposed to happen. The um, there were I I went to tweet a link to it in the time that when I went back to my app after I sent the leak out, two hundred more posts had shown up. It's like five six hundred posts within the first like minute minute and a half. Of this thread's existence. Yeah. There, there's definitely an overload of questions. Actually, to the point where he's actually answered the same question uh, comment twice. He's mm-hmm. given different responses, but they're sort of the same thing, which is actually interesting. It's actually kind of funny. But uh, where it's like, yeah, I've been to, I've been to Amsterdam before. I was in this place, and the second time he goes back to respond, it's just like, yes, yeah, it's like <laughs> literally single word answers for some of these things. Um, but he, I'm sure he got like response fatigue right quick yeah well apparently it was him and a bunch of other people he said it was in a conference room with other people that were working on projects all across valve Mm. so i guess they'd be able to answer anything Um, one of the major themes that comes out of a lot of his responses was support he says that if he could do one of the questions was if he could do steam over again what what would he overhaul completely he would say was the support system like the entirety of the support system, how you initiate, how how Valve deals with problems and stuff like that. Sure. Um, which is a huge so, problem with Steam. Uh, I mean. So so do it? 
Yeah, exactly. But, you know, <laughs> of course, you know, there's a lot of allusions to the flat architecture, the manager lists ridiculousness that goes on over at valve i mean we don't know how that yeah. that company operates in a in a in a realm by itself i don't i mean i feel like something like like a like a support center for steam i mean it i think they could probably figure out how to do that without incorporating that into their flat hierarchy like oh yeah i mean you know, set up a set up a place and hire people to work there that's one thing they said they're going to do that for like languages that aren't english but basically because english language you know is their biggest market they're going to outsource us to the ai that they're trying to build for themselves this oh. is more or less what's going on that's guys. the gist of, that's the gist of what he's saying basically guys 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 we 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 have become we are the machine learning tool like targets. Um I'm kind of not I'm kind of not into that. I'm not a I'm fan not. of it either, but it's what it is. But there, there are also <laughs> some other interesting answers to questions like why are they have no more flash sales because, you know, not everyone can participate and we want the sales to be on all the times. So that's why we changed them. And other things about the uh, where he, one of his biggest regrets apparently in Half-Life was Zen. And that's like the whole the one word of the paragraph was or Zen would be his other regret about uh, how he treated Half-Life. I don't know. Some random fucking answers in that whole thing, man. That is that supposed to make sense? That doesn't... No. I don't think it's supposed to make sense. Did I you, think it's did supposed you say to... Zen? Zen. Like, you know, in the original Half-Life game, there's the second... Like, the last third of the game takes place in Zen, which is the alien world. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. I know we went off the we went off the no we no this is fine um, yeah you had the jog your memory there for a second right I, it's been a minute since I've played through Half Life well it's the, probably the been original. a minute it's probably been like more than a minute since he's it's been, you know it's thought, been a hot minute someone asked, actually asked him is he going to come to the next CS:GO major to one of the and the paraphrase's answer would be like I want to go to a CS:GO major my schedule man my schedule is <laughs> yeah. literally the response he gave so. Probably not going to Atlanta, but it would be cool if he was there. Maybe is that I is that why they all they always kind of stage the uh the internationals in um in Seattle. In, in Seattle Arena. To makes to sense. Fit, to fit Gabe's schedule so he can show up. I mean it's right across I mean it can't be that far away. I mean where where is he gonna be aside from his office, his house, the courtroom for the for the for the valve suits? I mean it's whatever. I mean <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So yeah, it was an interesting right. thread, but not really a lot to glean that has a lot of weight. Kind kind of expected, right? Like, yeah, there was there was to be no mention of the number three. If you mentioned the number three in a question, I'm pretty sure you got banned or your question got removed. There were a bunch of questions he, that got removed. There was one. There was one I saw where there was one that said we must not mention the number three yes. as, as as an answer or something like that. So he's, yes, the he's number in on the three joke. must not be said. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. So it was a little bit of a. It's like, oh, hey, I see what you're doing there for me. I have a subreddit dedicated to me. That's so nice. That's basically it. I mean, nothing too terribly crazy out of yeah. consequence to be to be seen or gleaned. Go. Couple pats on the head, a couple jokes, a couple memes. 
more memes will all, I'm sure there's a group photo waiting to be shared with this community. They're going to, you know, fond like, you know, print out and put in their bed and go to sleep with it on their pillowcase or something. Frame it. Yeah. Yeah. So Overwatch League. Yeah. Let's get into the meat of this episode. Cause we've been wanting to talk about Overwatch League for a bit for a while. Um, from from the base of the, the, the announcement of from it, the announcement at BlizzCon, structure of it, how it's going to be, the kind of powers that be that are kind of aligning behind it, and maybe we'll maybe we'll speculate as to how this is all going to turn out a little. Yeah. So overall, the Overwatch League is structured to be like this super huge, crazy monster machine that Blizzard will build, and over the next few years, will grow into this self sustaining. Uh, uh, machine that always 100% is like Overwatch all the time. It's meant to like s- totally replace what we think of esports today, where uh, maybe a publisher runs a game or funds something, but doesn't really like have a hand in a lot of stuff um, that has to go on with how teams operate within between their game and other games. Uh, and there's a lot of third-party support. This is the league for Overwatch. This is what Blizzard wants everyone to try to aim to compete in. And there's different phases for this, for how they're going to start this league. First, they're going to have they're going to put everyone in one pool, all the players that are, that are going to be like verified by Blizzard to be real professional like Overwatch players eligible for this league, will be in a pool. In that pool. Will have a there will be some sort of draft system where teams that are selected to participate in this league will then draft a team based on some sort of combine or something like that. There will be a preseason where all of that gets all of that gets decided. Everyone figures out which team they like to play in best. The idea is that everything is set up for this inaugural season, which will be obviously the first season where they don't play in a they're not tied to a geographic location. So, you know, no more, no Detroit Renegades or Miami Misfits quite yet. But thing, those are things that, you know, could potentially be uh, a factor in later seasons. And the idea is that this first season builds all the hype, gets the investments, the next few seasons carry it forward where everyone is tied to like a city or a geographic location Everyone travels everywhere, and it becomes more of a mainstream sports sort of feel for their league, where Dallas Cowboys, you know, they go to, they go to New England sometimes, uh, or they go to Green Bay and lose or something like that, you know, the relevant stuff, you know. So it's meant to be, you know, ultimately it's supposed to be more of a mainstream sports league. That's the appeal that they wanted to have. That's how it's being built. All right, so let's talk about the draft for a minute. Um, because th- th- this is this is a part that I haven't that I haven't read up too much on. Um, there's not a lot. Read, of, but the problem is, there's not a lot of details. About there's all not this a lot, stuff. Of, and that seems like a major problem. At this um, point, I mean, like, what are we waiting for? We're we waiting for Apex to end, and then this will begin. Maybe. Maybe this is the because they also said they don't want this thing to run all year, but 2017, the game's not a year old yet. What are they waiting for at this point? Because a lot of 
big professional teams are already starting to build their rosters. There's been huge right. swaps already. Um, the The prize pool for these events are just going to keep going up. Um, sooner or later, Blizzard has to step in and say, we would like to begin our effort now. So I, I just don't understand the timing for all of this just doesn't make sense to me. So just like just that, yeah, just this draft dynamic in particular and the uncertainty around it and nobody knows what's going to happen and it's it's potential to just, I mean, quite literally break up established teams and and just rip up the current kind of roster structure wherever whatever it is right now um uh into pieces and and start over (coughs) um that to me just smacks of wcs already like like what a calamitous ham-fisted um set of decisions that would be um i feel like if they're going to do it, they can't do it halfway and they have to they have to implement it immediately. Like they they need to get uh, if they intend for this to be the top crust of, of Overwatch competition and if they intend for it to be a, a, a basically closed set of, of of teams tied to geographic locations, whether that happens immediately or at some some undetermined point in the future like you have to if if that's something you're going to do you have to get the ball rolling before before things get too kind of underway amongst the larger scene and and a larger you know if because as long as you let the the ad hoc scene kind of roll along and do its thing the more damage you're going to wreak like you're you're going to 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 inflict is the word that I was looking for um on onto onto the scene when you do finally pull the lever right yeah i mean we know based on reports based on interviews that have been taken that first things first they they were at blizzcon when they announced this there was also a an owners meet current team de- you know owner you know mixer it was described as this mixer where actual sports executives, sports teams executives, were sort of thrown in a room with people that currently own esports teams that are somewhat favorable um, to Blizzard, I suppose, or known to Blizzard. We don't know if this extends to like Korean teams. We don't know if it extends to, or if it's just like you know North American teams or if they're European teams. Or play, you know, teams that don't have StarCraft talent or Heroes talent or anything like that. We don't know what the range, you know, for people that were attending this mixer. But we know that 100 plus groups were represented in this mixer. Yeah. Based on based on people that were there that sort of leaked what was happening. Uh, it certainly falls in line with all of the NBA uh, and sports companies around that, you know, have a lot of investment in the NBA investing in the esports. We've seen moves because after this, because after that happened, I'm pretty sure just before that happened, the 76ers bought Dignitas at that point. And now the Miami have invested into Misfits. Yep. 
and there's also there's also other organizations looking around. Um, I think the Grizzlies were somehow involved in a Misfits play as well, um, tangentially. I'm not entirely sure. Um, there were there's plenty of interest in looking to get into this Overwatch League because it sounds like what they it sounds like a lot of what the sports companies are familiar with. The esports teams, on the other hand, you know, they don't know they're about to get, you know, they're they're going to become woke to the level of ridiculous, like, crazy sea changes because of what they want to do with this league. Like, pull everyone together. I'm looking at, this is the text for how they describe the preseason for the league. Proven stars and leaderboard heroes will assemble in one global talent pool. Teams then maneuver to sign the best players and build sturdy rosters for the season ahead. That is the Overwatch League description of the preseason. No. I mean, like, how do you do that in this, even with the teams that have already assembled right now? Like, what what are those people, chopped liver? Like, like, I I wonder... No, it goes to illustrate, like... They like all the high points that they hit when when they announced it, you know, and like the interviews that they that they took and the press releases that they put out was like was all about kind of the structure of the of the league basically, that they had this vision that that kind of was like ripped straight from my blog circa 2011, that especially in the states, if you have teams that have a home base and they play in that home base often and you can build a rapport with with gamers in that town you find really strong gaming towns and you get the nerds to come out of their bedrooms and and come down to come down to an arena or come down to an auditorium and and watch watch their local team play um and and buy a couple beers or something (coughs) um that that can work right and it doesn't necessarily need to be immediately on the same level as as like CS:GO majors, <laughs> you know, or right. even or even DreamHack opens. It doesn't it doesn't need to be at that level for it to work as long as you're you're playing you're consistently playing matches and and you're consistently playing in front of home home audiences. That that can work that it can work all around. And especially if you're bringing in the sort of, you know, if you're bringing in the thing that 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 Blizzard does best, which is market. Um <coughs> you know, as well as like create new IP and lore around that IP, and they're you know they're very good at building games, but they're also very good at marketing. Yeah, the hype around Overwatch is no joke. So you, you nothing break, you, nothing else in 2016 uh, reasonably <laughs> compares to it in my in my. As opinion. long as they brought in people that knew how the esports scene worked and knew what makes good esports scenes tick, and and especially with regards to not compromising. Um, the 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 sort of the day to day operations of of teams and how good esports teams are built and formed and how those things evolve and how players move amongst esports teams and and how good rosters are built. Clearly, they did not get that. Or they don't someone, give a shit. Or someone above their pay grade said, "No, nah, we don't give a fuck. This is what we're going to do." Yeah, because I mean, like, what you just described is 
patently ridiculous because they want to yeah they just what, they they want to re they want to re they want to bulldoze everything that built everything that's been built to this point they want to do a massive shuffle and they want to bring in fucking pub stars at the tops from the tops of leaderboards i mean and drop uh, them into this talent pool and be like oh we're gonna have a six storylines that this guy from this this pub star from the middle of fucking nowhere who's never played on a competitive team in his life is all of a sudden you know sitting sitting four seats down from one of the best competitive players in the world on this on this kind of like cobbled together mishmash team that's never played before as before this preseason combine i mean exactly like, nonsense like what are they going to see like they introduced the player this guy is a level 9000 <laughs> player from somewhere in brazil apparently because that's a thing that matters i mean like i I don't, I don't I don't see how that's, because that's they've tried this before like because they've tried this before and this is how like this is I mean I, this also kind of sort of like how RNG stone works right now Hearthstone it's just like it's just you know they bring in top pay players that you know just get lucky to get there cuz that's all that game is it's just luck you you put the right cards in the right order uh yeah, yeah maybe you get there but it's They've tried this before with StarCraft, where they bring in for those were the very early competitions. I'm pretty sure they bring in the the top ladder player as like to round out all of the professional players that and they get, play the they circuit get throughout the year. Teeth kicked in, and right? they get destroyed it, in like a group <laughs> stage for BlizzCon, and you don't hear from these people again ever again because you know they were a gimmick player. And or in the end, like nobody cares because. Yeah. Because nobody, because nobody cares. Like either, the, either that, or they like get eliminated in some like <laughs> event, and they never even go to BlizzCon. Like they make they get the they get their you know spot in a qualifier, and they go out like you know as soon as possible. Like, like this is honestly something that I don't, I don't think. I, I mean, I don't think mainstream video game publishers understand that. You know, like. It, it belies a fundamental misunderstanding of of the nature of esports and the fact that you can't just manufacture storylines and expect it to work you just can't you have to you have to run with the existing machinations of the scene as they are and there are there are ways of doing things and there are protocols and there there are expectations and and when you release when you release a game even before you release a game like even before they released Overwatch, I'm sure there were like because TF2 existed, like you have all the legacy of Team Fortress 2 coming into Overwatch because it was it was just a, it was just that a was primarily fit. that was those the first early adopters to the game were TF2 pros. They they, they got into beta as soon you know, as Overwatch beta- was announced. Right. Yeah. They they were eyeing this game up. They knew okay, this is the this is the next big thing. If if our you know if this style of play has a chance of living as an esport, Overwatch is going to be it. Great fine um you have to deal with that you can't just bulldoze it and especially if like if it sounds like what what it sounds like is is that they're gonna do this every season that basically we're gonna have these these franchises but there will be no continuity amongst these franchises from from season to season but they'll probably invent some bullshit like a franchise tag or something where you where you get to you get to like cap two pokemon as 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 your franchise players and, yeah. and those guys you keep, but everybody else just goes back to the, the fucking super draft every time. And it's or it'd actually it's gonna... be a really, you know, it'd be really sweet if they really had their heads on about this. Like at the end of the season, they all go to their little events. They all they all go to like a retreat, and they survivor that shit. 
or uh yeah they the, not survivor that shit but um oh what's the other one um the tribe has spoke yeah survivor yeah they survivor that shit and they put like two teams together they you know compete and they whenever when one loses a competition yeah just survivor it i mean and then and that maybe, person goes back to the pool hey maybe maybe never to show up again maybe it'll end up being tremendously entertaining like my but, point is my point is that it, it they could, can it manufacture could never, it could never be taken seriously as an esport they, not from they the, will, not they from will the start. have killed they will have killed all potential for it to be a long-lasting gimmick-free taken seriously esport on the level of counter-strike on the level of dota and on the level of of starcraft even you know yeah. it, it will not even reach starcraft levels it will always be a sort of it will always be a second tier esport if 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 that's allowed to go through and sort of like and teams aren't allowed to stay teams, you know. Right. From, I mean, like, I think the season. first season they have to, they're gonna have to force a. If they go with the system, the first season they have to force everything. They're gonna force all of these. Oh, this team is from this part of the world. They had to, you know, apply for visas to apply to play here at BlizzCon this year for the final of the Overwatch League. Like the first season, I get it. It's gonna be uh, everything is gonna be forced. Everything is going to be from 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 you know this the the talent pool from these teams forming all of that is going to be forced it's going to be drama it's going to be dragged out for forever they have to do that and that's that's the entirety of what this first part of the league is going to be whenever they start league play it's going to be well we look back at the you know look back at the preseason and how these teams formed what if this person was here and stuff like that you know friendships are broken and that would be no. you know that's when stuff horrible. that's when drama starts to sort of you know that, that slowly is- create but i mean like the first year everything has to be forced like that the only thing that i think we would disagree and, well on. you know you know you know what's going to happen though is if they only run it for part of the year and, that's also and a thing they, they force said all this do. all these gimmicky bullshits you know what's going to happen the real scene is going to continue outside this yeah. unless they unless they contractually lock everything down they're going to have to you you can't you can't play in this and it's going to murder the scene it'll yeah, be like, it'll be over it would have to be it have or to be if they, they to, if, yeah go ahead if they if they don't do that and they don't and they don't like get all litigious and 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 basically lock players into things and say okay well you can kind of play for fun funs you know haha or whatever but if 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 they only do it for half the season and and it's this mickey mouse kind of team team shuffling format and and everybody's allowed to 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 do other things and other other tournament organizers are allowed to stage overwatch tournaments at other points in the year what's going to happen is is that what blizzard would consider the the sort of the off season is going to be the real season and and these teams are going to continue operating outside what should be the marquee system and the the sort of what what should be the sideshow the kind of these off off you know off season tournaments yeah. are going to be the main show not you know necess- what I mean? not necessarily i think all of what you're saying hinges on exclusivity it hinges on this is like basically like everyone in the talent pool is not just they're not members of teams they're Blizzard employees at that point. Everyone all the all of the talent in the league would have to be Blizzard employees, and then they would be put into the teams, and the teams are Blizzard you know Blizzard entities, which are managed by 
you know, this person with a lot of money that's not inside the organization for whose, you know, you know, for some sort of fee is getting the the rights to, you know, put their name on this team. Basically, that would be the how that would have to work. Like, because because right now, because what you're what you're what because we started that over again, because what you're explaining with how there's a side scene that isn't the Blizzard scene that's happening with League of Legends right now. And it's not happening the way you think it is because of the LCS, how the LCS runs is the LCS is a train that runs, you know, nine months out of the year. Right. And then after the end of it, there's a, there's a pause where everyone takes a breath and some rosters get reshuffled, you know, but all the other events happen during the year as well. The only difference is that the LCS teams are not exclusive to the LCS. They don't just sit in his San Jose and or wherever in California and wait for their turn to go up on stage and play for a broadcast studio or in Berlin or in somewhere in Korea. They get, they go other places. They don't sit at the LCS studio every week waiting for their turn in the LCS, right? right. They right. they go they have, you know, all of the all of the leagues are sort of broken into time where everyone has a week off. And that week off is usually it's if it's not, you know, if they qualify to go somewhere else, they go somewhere else. Those events are for that specific week. They're not tied, they're not forced to play only the LCS during the season. And you get this I mean, when when you look at League of Legends right now, there someone someone said this and I think it's really true that there's really just three tournaments that matter in the LCS and in, in the league scene right now. The mid season invitational, worlds and whatever IEM event comes during the off season, because it's just no one's in the off season. Everyone's going to try to get into that tournament, and that's why it's the biggest deal. It's sort of the triple crown for league. But there's always IEM events that go on during the year that the teams, you know, they figure out they figure out their schedules and they figure, oh, maybe we can try to commit to play this thing, and maybe it's very small, or maybe it's a dream hack event or something like that. But they're not. But they're always small events. They're never huge events. There's not a lot of money being given out. There's no huge prize pools. It's not a spectacle like, you know, the major system is or something like that. They're small side events for teams to do. They sort of get together, play with other teams outside of their region. That's how the league system works right now. And I think that's cool for the league system, even though it's league and why would you watch that shit? But like Overwatch League, for what you're saying... For, for anything like that to happen, they'll have to have Blizzard will have to basically own everything and everything in license to run the teams would come, you know, would have to be, you know, derived from Blizzard somehow. Like they want to turn it into the NFL. That's well, ultimately do, do they what not? they want to do. I mean, that's, that seems like what they want, but all, all I'm saying is that if, if it's a format in which, the teams are constantly being shuffled and they're not being formed on the basis of these are four people that or or these are six people, excuse me, that that work well together and they've practiced a lot together and they have a rapport that they've built over the course of months. And and like if if things aren't working, maybe we swap out a player or two. But like, you know, how 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 actual esports teams work. <laughs> if it's not that and this and it's this it's I mean, this freaking gonna be like huge, there's gonna be huge problems like that with this league if everything if, is you know if it's this sand off. if the if it's this sandlot 
shindig bullshit with the with the draft where teams are being shuffled and and people don't know who they're going to be playing with until like two three weeks before whatever season actually starts and then they get to kind of like ooh they get to they get to work it all out we get to watch it all like that like the the over the blizzard overwatch league will be the sideshow i'm not i'm not uh, you know it's it's not it won't it won't matter at all it will be the thing that everybody goes and shows up and get the gets their paycheck and then when it's done everybody goes back to their actual teams and they go they go to work on their on the actual that's interesting. Like in That's actual interesting, competitions. Though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, without, of course, without exclusivity, that would be the only way for that to work. So, essentially, right. you're saying, like, you know, a player would have two contracts. So, yes. They would be contracted yes. to, they would be a member of the team. So, let's just say, let's take, for instance, um, even, Spitz, if it's underground. even if it's let's underground. Take, like, let's, take, let's take Jason Lake's uh, ideal Overwatch complexity team, right? Okay. So he's got a player, we're going to call him the hacker. And the hacker is, you know, the he's a part of the complexity roster right now. You know, let's say they're in a Korean league. They get, they go over there once, you know, they play a group, you know, the whatever. They're still in that Korean league over there as complexity. And then the Overwatch league starts. So that individual player, because he's in a team owned by, you know, uh, let's say he's another team for the in the Overwatch League he got selected and he signed a contract to join the team so everybody's of, in the fucking talent pool so yeah cuz he's in the talent pool so yeah so he got selected so he's not in a complexity Jason Lake team he's like in a you know uh he's in Tennessee Titans version Overwatch whatever right yeah he, whatever i don't i don't i don't fucking know so he's in this Tennessee Titans thing yes okay so he's got to go back and forth between whenever he has to satisfy his other obligations. Like, what kind of insanity? Who would agree to that kind of insanity for one? Thing? I'm just saying that that's that's what'll happen if if the people that are in the this, players the, the, the players watch yeah if if the people in the talent pool aren't exclusively locked into playing on on these teams year round, that's your thing, then. Then the Blizzard Overwatch League has sealed its fate. Has sealed its fate. If they if they if they go forward with that with that notion of of not of not having a continuity from from existing scene machinations and how teams are formed and how and that there are existing teams already that people want to watch because they're good, right? You know, putting putting aside all the issues with the game itself and how it's just completely unwatchable as an esport putting aside that say you had a perfectly watchable well, hey, no man they had a, they had a third part they had a third person uh help shut your face now. okay shut your face it, it putting all that aside <laughs> all right <clears throat> there there are already people who are forming if it's 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 already moving without them right there are already fans that are forming affinities with teams there are there are tournaments that have already been put on where where and, and there are already have been have been some roster shuffles even you know um yep and so this this is already moving moving along without them and if they go and say ah eh, we we don't really care about everything that that's happened previously we want to have this like reality tv focaccia bullshit format and we're going to mix everybody up and it's going to be great it's going to be so much fun 
then what I'm I'm telling you, man, the end result is that if if these players aren't absolutely locked in to to these things, um, and especially if you know, it, it, and and if they are, the the paychecks better be huge because if they're not, and there's still and there's still stuff going on outside that the 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 Overwatch League, then it the Overwatch League. The Blizzard Overwatch League is going to be just a sideshow circus, and the 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 real competition is going to happen outside that. And and just you know, <clears throat> I don't think like that it happened to WC. That that's not what happened with WCS. But they will meet the same fate in that like it just becomes not worth watching, not worth following, and and everything just deflates from there because. It, it it just it doesn't have any mind share because you went after this gimmicky shit that esports fans don't want. They don't want that. Like, did they bother to ask anybody what like what they wanted? <laughs> I, I imagine it, I imagine they got everyone together for this mixture and it was just, we're just like, we've got this plan. Here's our plan, and everyone just started drinking super well, hard. But the 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 interesting thing and and what like the the thing that kind of. <laughs> what what made me want to talk about this is is I'm I'm super interested in how interested the NBA in particular has has become in esports in general, you know, not just Overwatch but, you know, over I guess Overwatch in particular, but in esports in general. They um, seem to be the most they seem to be the the organization that the sports companies involved there. They have the most affinity for all of this stuff, mainly, yeah. I I wonder if it's because like the rosters are similarly sized. Realistically, I, just, I think I think they're just looking into the future and they're going. This is going to be a big thing. It's super and smart stuff. I mean, it's just we, like how NBA teams have secondary teams using their stadiums because, and stuff like that. Exactly, because it's something we can it, it, precisely. It's something that we can put in the venues that we already have contracts with. We can we can put butts in seats on nights when we're off. It's. It's a total fucking no-brainer. And and also, I think they're looking at it and being like, if this shit eats all our lunches, at least we'll be in it. Like, if this if this just completely decimates traditional sports for some for some reason, right? It's it's a it's a it's a it's a really interesting bet like hedging of bets that I mean, like the uh, like football I mean, clubs in Europe are starting to do it, right? But yeah. over here in the states, the only people that that seem to be awake at all are 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 the NBA teams. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the MLS teams I mean, aren't big enough to pay attention to this shit. They're, I mean, the they're NBA not... is like the, the most. It's I'm pretty sure it's the biggest growing sport <laughs> right now at this point in in compared to the other sports like the NFL and the MLB. Um, and the MLS and whatever else you want yeah, to put in there, yeah, hockey. Yeah, you could be right. You could be uh, right. They're, they're, I mean, they're the, uh, they're the, they're the, as far as you know, they're moving. They're, they but got like, some momentum behind them. So this is the not. NFL, this is, I don't think NFL, this is hedging their bets. I think this is placing their second bet and perhaps. doing it, and, you know, doing it while they're ahead on their first bet. I think. It, I mean, and like, well, how how sleep at the wheel is the NFL? Oh, they gotta be absolutely. I mean, they're dealing with team. They have to. They have to deal with the teams they have right now. The NFL is probably in line for more of a contraction. If we want to, before we stray too far into that, um, we're going to stop that right there. But I mean, uh, they're dealing with teams trying to find a I'm place with you. to. I think actually, they have their heads in the sand. I think I mean, they're, they the NFL think they're are trying to deal with until the end of time. And they're no, not. I mean, 
beyond. I mean, we could. I guess we could like stray straight into NFL crazy conspiracy town right now. But but I mean, the the bottom line is what I'm trying to get is they they're just trying to find they're trying to find places for all their teams where they have like dedicated you know fans or at least people to come see their shows and stuff like that. Teams are moving right now in the NFL. They got other problems to deal with than trying to invest in. What is this computer gaming? These are people playing Madden. Come on, Madden's lame. I I sit on my couch and play Madden when I'm bored. Right? I mean, they don't think of because I mean, they're thinking of gaming like that. They're thinking of gaming like Madden. Oh, they play the soccer game too sometimes with silly soccer game. Like they don't see. I'm, I imagine they don't see anything involved in anything. Whereas the NBA is just like. You know, if we could just, you know, find five or six people and a coach, I mean, and put our name on it, what's there to lose? I, yeah, I think, I think with Overwatch in particular, I I think if, if we continue to see an expansion of this, and then maybe they can install people with the, with, with a brain in their head that will tell whatever whatever marketing VP that come that came up with this ridiculous draft idea to go cram it, um, that the NBA itself could end up providing basically the entire operational and league and, and uh, structure for the Overwatch League. I mean, if it were if, just if a matter of money and like resources, I, I imagine they would just outsource it to... I, I mean, what in, if, what if they outsourced of, the NBA like together and, instead of running themselves? Basically, it's like you you have all you you all have like the franchise system is there. The you know, you just say if you want to be involved with this, pick up a team. I mean, what the, what I mean, what Blizzard should do is just get a bunch of like team owners to <coughs> you know fund because, everything because all these teams already have a local marketing reach. If yeah, they all the NBA complete, teams. If, yeah, yeah. If they, if they aren't completely incompetent, which you know, some of them, I assume uh, some of them kind of are, but most of them aren't. Most of them have have their ground game on point. Most of them get people to come out to the arenas. They come out to the um, arenas not just to watch basketball, but other stuff. What's the, what's one more thing added to their repertoire of things to do? I mean, what is it? Three projectors in the middle of an arena, and you maybe build a platform that you can remove every you know week that yeah. takes like ten just, minutes you, to do. It's whatever. This is pull that like, shit in, up into the ceiling. You know? Hell yeah! Oh. It's in the grand scheme of things, there's like minimal investment for established companies to sort of you know provide the show. What they don't have is the talent to put on the show, and that's 2017 in a nutshell. Which is I easily think. had. Like if 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 there were smart people, I think that's the that that's got to be the play. That's got to be the play, um, especially with existing N- N- NBA teams already in the mix and and interested in Overwatch and and want to take things further. Um, I think they could they could steamroll it and make something huge of it, and and kind of. I mean, think of all do, do just, that do that kind of traditional sports in in North America on a professional level with the with the kind of the, the closed cartel franchise system, and yeah. you could have a real experiment of it, and and you could actually see if 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 that ends up panning out or not. Um, 
I mean, just the number, but, that's like the sheer number of people on the court is just makes it so much more relatable. And maybe just, even, even <coughs> if there are problems with spectating an Overwatch game right now, which there is because producing that shit has got to be like, you know, one step like before committing suicide. But I mean, like it has to be, there has to be ways to make that a lot easier to handle. And I think they're trying to figure that out right now. And they're just, you know, they're just shooting randomly. They're trying to figure out what they don't know what they're going to do. There's not really a lot of support in there. I mean, I've, what if, what if they get Terry Crews or Terry Crews? Yeah. What if he voices Doomfist and brings like 20 million more people? I mean, what if he brings all of old spice into overwatch? Think about that right now. Oh, that might be fun for a minute here. Here's, here's the rub is that and and this this may be the Achilles heel of the whole thing um and I've I've this is not the first the first time I've flowed this idea and I don't I don't expect it to be taken seriously by by overwatch aficionados I I, I suspect they will just continue to ignore it ignore it but overwatch suffers from all the same watchability problems legibility problems as Team Fortress 2. And those are the things that held it back as an esport. When when things were basically, you know, there there wasn't shit going on. Like post CGS, every, everything's in the doldrums. There's not shit happening. Team Fortress Two is right in the mix, and it could it could never gain even like the a a, a majority of the the sort of the hardcore esports aficionados that were left kicking around because. At its core, it's a very fun game to play, and it's not a terribly easy or fun game to watch for a lot of the time. Especially Payload. Who the shit wants to watch Payload? Nobody wants to watch Payload. Nobody wants to watch Payload. I mean, I'd, they, I'd, they... I'd say that TF2 has less of a problem than Overwatch, because it's red yeah. versus blue. Yeah. Come on now, how much more simpler does it get? They're and cartoons, five, five they're running around. Capture. Five point capture is so much more dynamic. And so much more interesting to watch, and even even that still, you still couldn't get like you know like hardcore first person shooter aficionados to tune in. You, you, you couldn't, you just couldn't get a larger audience. And we keep now hearing that, from the Overwatch guys that five point capture is something we really want to we want to really want to experiment with. It's well, something fucking we really do want it. To, yeah, do it exactly. Do it now. Do it now. You cannot wait. You cannot wait on these things. You cannot wait two years to put out five point capture. The game will already be dead. And now we have like randomized map pools and everything. People like, are going to stop watching. Like, people are going to stop watching halfway through the first season of this thing, and will never return. It. You you've got one chance to do this. You've got one chance, and you you cannot screw it up with a with a with a ridiculous draft, and you cannot screw it up by continuing to run with payload. It'll be dead, dead in the water, and NBA won't touch you. <laughs> It'll be over. It'll be over. That, that's what I think. You know, what I think is we just combine, let's combine like uh, Overwatch and Rocket League. Put everyone in the same place and make them like, make the payload the ball. And everyone shoots the ball into the goal as all the Overwatch people. Hell, I think that, I, that, would, be, I that honestly would be a sport. Think, I honestly think. Let's just that... bring back B-ball from TF2. Let's do it. <laughs> no, but, but serious for a moment. I think that Rocket League would have more of a chance as a widely watched kind of uh, almost like a gateway esport 
than than Overwatch. That's that's just what because I think I think it's it's far more fun to play Overwatch, and there are lots of people playing Overwatch and love to play Overwatch. It's I mean, far yeah. more fun to play it than it is to watch it. And I tell you what, it it can be it can be fun to watch Rocket yeah, League. Yeah, personally, personally, I think there are two there are two untapped gateway esports, and that is Rocket League is one of them for sure. The other one is Street Fighter. I think Street Fighter has a lot more potential. The problem is the FGC is a shit bin of loony people. <laughs> well, well <laughs> we can we can spend an entire episode on that. I, yeah. I I actually think we're out of time on this one. We're way over time on this one. No, we're um, you're, <laughs> we are. It's the morning. We got plenty friend, of time left in the day. Friend, we are over time. Okay, and 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 we we need to kill it. So all right, um, let's get out of here. Do you have any thoughts on what we might we might talk about next week, or we have to wait and see what happens? Uh, whew, next week, uh, it's like a few days before the major happens. So oh, the major, yeah. You know, yeah. the major will be going on while we're talking about stuff. I imagine because the group stages. Yeah, um, we can we can start to chew on on the major a little bit probably. Yeah, I'm sure uh, something will happen. I imagine we'll right. maybe maybe we'll see a PEA post mortem. That would be pretty cool. Oh God. Maybe I'll uh, try to poke some people and see if I can get some information about that. Perhaps, perhaps. Well, if if that happens, uh, you'll hear it on the next episode of Esports Morning. Find us on Twitter at Esports Morning. Uh, all our episodes are up on SoundCloud slash Esports Morning. Uh, we're on iTunes and Google Play also, so grab us there, depending on what your phone is. Really appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you next time. I'm Chris. And I'm Brad. And this has been Esports Morning. Catch you next time. See you.